Hi, this is Donna Otto, and every once in a while I just get myself a list of things that I want to tell you about or talk to you about or ask you if you know anything about. Sometimes it's movies, sometimes it's books. Books, if you haven't read A Wrinkle in Time, now is a good time to do it. It came out in the 60s, Madeline Lingle, and it's going to be a movie. So don't let the kids see the movie until you've read the book. It's a simple read. If your kids are, I think, fourth grade, third grade, or older. But Mama, if you haven't read it, it's charming. You read it. Read it aloud to them. So that's a book recommendation, and the movie's coming soon. But I saw some amazing pieces of technology. And as we talk about technology, watch for three shows on technology and your family. We all know over about Alexa and the gadgets that improve our home. But did you know that there is a Shapa scale? It's part fitness coach, part weight loss app. Once the scale gets to know you, takes about two weeks. Boy, wouldn't it be nice if we could have friendships that only took two weeks? The accompanying app on your smartphone, are you ready for this, offers up customized recommendations, health tips, and missions based on your own lifestyle. Go for a walk with your family after dinner, it tells you. It also serves up tough love. If you're low on self-control for a week, the app may recommend that you put away junk food in a spot that's hard to reach, quote-unquote. It only costs $129 plus $10 a month for the subscription. Who knew you could get a scale? It's bright orange and it, everything talks to us. Everything talks to us. Then there's the Wi-Fi enabled six quart slow cooker. Okay, so this really, this is a $50 Walmart item. And this really might be those of you who lose, use slow cookers, I, I never got used to using a cooker. The, I make one recipe in it, and about five years ago, I got rid of my crock pot because I thought one recipe does not need this much space in my shop. So this is a Black & Decker Wi-Fi enabled. It's your personal chef. Prep your meal and put the ingredients in the pot. Use the free smartphone app synced to your phone, got that? And um, you can program your desired time to start it off and on. It has three heat settings while you're at home or while you're away. You can even look up new recipes, new recipes and share your creations on social media. How's that for a hot deal? 50 bucks that it's Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I think everything that's going to be made from now on, I don't know, maybe I'm far afield. I should ask my husband at least 30 years ago. He was reading some bizarre mechanic machines magazine. I don't know what the magazine was. I so wish I'd cut the article out. And he came in and he said, do you know one day you're going to have a job in New York City and live in Topeka, Kansas? I just laughed out loud and I said, honey, jets may be fast, but they're never going to be that fast. Like, I'm thinking you're going to have a job, they're going to show up. How many of you work part from home? I have a friend right now whose husband is an attorney. And you know where he's spending at least 25 hours a week in his car? 
he has his car equipped. And I remember the first car equipment centers that I saw that were literally for people who had three or four hour commutes. They were a system that you put in the front seat. It had a place for file folders and papers. And then there was a whole audio hookup connection. So you could do more than just talk on the phone. Now that's been a few years ago and maybe that's not necessary anymore because of our smartphones in our cars. So here's the genie can. Are you ready for this? The genie can, I'm going to tell you how much it costs before I tell you. A hundred, tell, I tell you about it. It costs $149. The genie can attaches to your trash can so you can track what you're tossing. Are you ready for this? Recycling a bottle of ketchup, scan the bottle over the barcode and the genie can will automatically add it to a shopping list on your phone. If there's no barcode, or if the code can't be read, Genie Ken will ask, what may I add to your list and record your response? So, you know, move over Alexa because think of the things you're throwing away. I, I have a couple more, just a couple more. There's the Ember Ceramic Mug. Now, I want you to know, this one really does tweak me because do you like hot coffee or hot tea? Do you like it to stay hot? And as a mom, I can, how many cups of coffee? And these are the days before we had the long insulated caps on, just mugs of coffee. But how many have you made and then it's gone cold? And where do you go? You go to the, and what about soup? You go to the microwave and you microwave. Well, this does it for you. Forget the multiple trips to the microwave to keep the coffee hot. The Ember Ceramic Mug charges on a special coaster and powers up to the temp of your choice to keep your favorite beverage hot to the last drop. Download the Ember app to remotely adjust the temperature and save settings for different drinks. So I would say to my app, tea at this and coffee at that, cold water at, I don't know if it goes icy or not. Okay, I've got, I've got two more, but I'm only going to do one more. Okay, one more. This one's called the Fridge Cam. And I'm going to tell you, this one, this one I would like to have, except it costs $200. Did I tell you how much the ceramic mug cost? I don't think I said it. $80. Okay. So this smart fridge cam that you can buy online for $200 is, is for the refrigerator. And here's, here's a little promo. Got milk? You'll never forget, thanks to Smarter's Fridge Cam, which focuses on your fridge and syncs with an app on your smartphone to help you keep track of your groceries. It also alerts you to foods that are coming up in their expiration date. Okay? And if you don't feel like hitting the store after work, the app can suggest recipes based on what's left in your refrigerator. Okay, so how many of you think that one is worth buying? Like, let's go together and buy one so we could share it. So it is, it is a lovely opportunity to have that data. I have to tell you though, as I read these and look at them and the movable, um, what do you call it? The vacuum that's robotic. Okay. And I have thought so many times about my grandmother who, how old would my grandmother be right now if she, she would be 118 years old? Okay, so when she was in her 50s and 60s, that woman, if you would have a picture of her, you'd think that she went to the gym every morning and buffed out. 
Her arms were muscular. She could pick up 25-pound bags. They lived in the farm. Um, it was a vineyard slash farm in California. And she canned and they had these big canning pots with waters and water and big bottles, peaches and strawberries. And I think, it, do you ever find yourself mixing something in a bowl like a dough and it gets your arm gets sore well these women who worked the farm and worked in the kitchen they didn't need to go to the gym because they were buffed out and they walked a lot they walked to the clothesline and they walked with the vacuum and now we're just continuing to cut out those things i don't mind cutting them out i really don't i have no problem with it i think what i have a problem with is that the thing I talked about last time we were together, we were talking about organization, and that is, so if I say yes to a fridge cam that tells me what's in my refrigerator and I don't have to put my thinking cap on to figure out what to make for dinner, do I lose any creativity or do I use that time for something that's better use? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm very interested in the technology. And then I saw this article I really liked, and I've saved it for a while. It's called The 12 Habits of a Highly Successful Student. And I, I'm just going to give you an overview of it because I don't have time uh, to do anything more than that. Start small. It, start small. The most successful, the higher the achievement is if they have a smaller assignment to begin with. Secondly, Break down a big task into small tasks. I, I watch children who are overwhelmed when a teacher says in the fourth grade they're going to have to do a research report. Mm -hmm. And they think a research report. But I've also watched the effective teacher uh, break it down and say you're going to do this first and you're going to read that next and you're going to go to the library and then you're going to go on the computer mm -hmm. and break it down and you can do the same. We're not talking about only academics. We're talking about creating learners. Three, furnish positive feedback quickly when the job is done. Don't wait to tell them two days from now. Stop and tell them right then. Be there and be available. Four, offer incentives to finishing the task. I know a lot of people say that's a bribe, but I am telling you incentives work. One of my dear friends, she said she wished she had called counted up how many dollars she had paid her children to memorize, her grandchildren to memorize scripture. She said it was worth it all. Five, establish a set time for chores and homework. The bed needs to be made before you go to school. The trash needs to be taken out on Wednesdays. That helps them be successful. We're so frantically busy these days that we don't have a set time for ourselves. It's hard to establish it. And if you want to have successful students, successful children, these are some tools. Uh, six, use a variety. Modify the tasks now and then. I've talked about this in raising children, having a job jar, and that's so they don't have to do the same job over and over and over again. They're, they already know how to empty the dishwasher. You're training them up to care for a home and manage a place, men and women alike. And so give variety to what you're asking them to do. Don't make them do the same thing all the time. Set a deadline. Your homework has to be done before screens. Your homework has to be done before you shower. Your homework can't wait till tomorrow morning. 
Your homework has to be done by Saturday midday, and you can do whatever you want with the rest of the weekend. And I, I was just talking to a young mom who said, I don't know how to, well, I said, well, what, what does the schedule look like? Well, she said, they come home on Friday. They've had a long week at school, and I think they should have Friday afternoon off. But then Saturday morning, there's soccer, and Saturday afternoon, there's baseball. And then we often have family times, and there's church on Sunday. And then before I know it, it's 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, and we're crunching the monies to get, well, that is not helping your student be successful. He's not doing his best work. So set a deadline. Um, do the hardest problems first. Always do the hardest job first or the one you like the least. Explain the purpose of why you're having them to do this. I'm asking you to take out the trash, one, to help mama, but I'm also asking you to take out the trash so that you understand the recycling process. Convey your own caring. Uh, you know, when we, we talk about give them some incentive, but stop and pause and tell your children that you care for them and that you are on their side and that these are not tasks to help mom. I hear that a lot too. You have to help your mother. No, they don't have to help their mother. My daughter used to say, are you teaching mothers how to make slaves of their children so they don't have to do anything? Well, that could be a good thing to do, but that's not why we do this. Show interest in the assignment. That also takes time, Mom. Uh, show show your students that you are interested in why they're reading this and what they learned from it and what the report will look like. Get involved if you can, but don't do it for them. I have a dear, precious friend who used to do the assignments, the research projects. I still don't know how those girls got through college and high school, but they did. Hold high expectations. Educators say that children usually rise to the expectations set for them. I know we're told in this culture not to have an expectation, but this this high habit is the habit of making your children know they can do something. You can't tell a C student your expectations are A+. Plus but you can tell a C student what you are expecting from them. And then emphasize this marvelous fact about being a learner. And if you've listened to our show at all, you've heard me say this before, but I love this passage in the scripture where Apollo is being talked about. It's in the book of Acts, and I think I know it's chapter 18. And here was a man, and these are his credentials. There came to Ephesus a Jew named Apollos. He was a native of Alexandria. He was eloquent. He was well-versed in the scripture. He was instructed in the way of the Lord. He spoke with burning enthusiasm and taught accurately the things concerning Christ, though he only knew of the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. But when he did, there comes a but. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained more accurately the way of God. That is a learner. It doesn't say he got ticked him. It doesn't say he said, how can you tell me what to do? Here are all my credentials. It said he let them take them aside and they explained to him more accurately a way of of Christ, and they were excited to, to do that for him. Okay, well, my time is up for this eclectic idea. I had four decisions that would change your life. I'll have to say that another time. Well, I don't know if this is interesting to you. 
I don't know if it sounds like a column in the newspaper, but I do think it's important that we understand the culture. And as I talked a few days ago about organization, don't buy a $200 fridge cam if your house isn't in order. Get your house in order. Be in charge of the organization of your home and your life and your papers and your products. Um, I always encourage young women to stuff their file that's an electronic file or a hard file with things that you're deeply interested in. I have been deeply interested in special needs people, children, for three decades. I've been stuffing my file, and I'm about to spring it out and do something with it. But stuff your file while you're raising children. Be a good learner. Have a notebook that has important papers that belong to you. Not only your birth certificate and your marriage certificate, but you've had an evaluation, a temperament sorter, uh, a tool that helps you understand how you think, an Enneagram result, something that you've had done. Peep it in one place that testifies to who you are, to what God's called you, spiritual gift evaluation. And then as time opens itself to you, you'll be prepared to take the next step beyond motherhood. Someone said this to me recently, and we laughed out loud. She said, I thought motherhood was the worst thing. I think marriage is the worst thing. And I, I listened dutifully, and I said, why is that? And she said, well, marriage is until death do you part. <laughs> and I, we laughed out loud about it. At least children go away. Marriage, until death do us part. So we're going to be in these relationships, and we're going to be growing and stuffing our files and changing and being new people. This is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. And don't forget to look at all the things that are available on our website. Remember, the common begin in the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of deciding what technology you will have in your world. 